We didn't start the fire. It was always burning since the world's been turning. We didn't light it, but we tried to fight it. Hear all about the fight in the danger zone. Amazing stories, incredible music, terrible singing about military history. I'm Paul. Sit back and relax if you can. If you're driving, don't even think of changing stations. You know how dangerous it is to take your hands off the wheel and your eyes off the road. Gonna take it right the Chinese Communist Party has emerged as the major threat that Australia is facing today to our national security and even our national sovereignty. But the news isn't all bad. In the event of a military conflict, the technology that Australian scientists have developed give at least them a guaranteed successful outcome. That might sound a ridiculous thing to say, but I say it with absolute confidence. Through initiatives of the Australian government, we're funding vital high-technology research that is providing cutting-edge technology to China's People's Liberation Army. Of course, you have to be pretty twisted to see that as a plus, and you have to wonder just how stupid Australia is in its handling of the silent invasion of Australia by the Chinese Communist Party, as Clive Hamilton calls it in his book of that name, in paying for research that will make the Chinese Communist Party an even bigger threat to world peace than it already is. The great successes of the West in bringing about the climate from which the modern world has emerged, where everyone is or will be able to be lifted out of poverty, came in a great part from the universities that Christianity had founded in Europe. Science was possible because the core principle of Christianity is that the universe was created by God and how the universe works is knowable by man. Science is all about unlocking God's design to the extent that he lets us know it. Western universities have always cooperated together to share knowledge. As Stephen Hawking said, an old saying but true, progress in science happens on the shoulders of giants. People who went before created the environment for further progress. But that doesn't happen in the world of the Chinese Communist Party. The Chinese have to tap into Western scientific progress so that they can achieve their own. Universities today are more strapped for government cash, which used to be pretty well their only source of funding. Today, they have to become involved in what is called the Enterprise University Model. Western universities, pursuing their great tradition of collaborative research, plus in need of funding, have entered into hundreds of agreements with Chinese universities and research institutions. Remember, everything in China is part of the Chinese Communist Party, no matter what name you give it. The Yuan always stops there. Australia provides a great deal of government funding for research through the Australian Research Council. A program called The Linkage Program aims, as its website says, to encourage and extend cooperative approaches to research and improve the use of research outcomes by strengthening links with Australia's innovation system and with innovation systems internationally.
Clive Hamilton, in his book Silent Invasion, China's Influence in Australia, tells us that in 2016, the Australian Research Council awarded a three-year grant to the University of Adelaide for a research partnership with the Beijing Institute of Aeronautical Materials. The Beijing Institute describes itself as being an important part of the National Defence Science and Technology Innovation System of Communist China. The president of the Beijing Institute is also the secretary of the Institute's Chinese Communist Party. The Beijing Institute is in turn part of what's called the Aviation Industry Corporation of China, AVIC. AVIC is a state-owned business closely tied to the Chinese Communist Party, everything is, AVIC is the main supplier of military aircraft to the People Liberations Army Air Force. It builds and supplies to the Chinese Armed Forces the J-20 stealth fighter, the fifth generation FC-31 stealth fighter, as well as attack drones. When the Chinese Communist Party showed off to the world its first aircraft carrier, the Liaoning, the aircraft that it carried are, amongst other types, the J-20 stealth fighters that AVIC makes. The Australian Research Council proudly announced that the linkage project with the Beijing Institute, in their words, is expected to make Australia capable of fabricating superior rubber-based materials and devices that are comfortable, quiet and energy efficient for use in aircraft, automobiles and vessels. For the purposes of the Beijing Institute and AVIC, the manufacturer of the military aircraft for the People's Liberation Air Force, this Australian project will enhance the capacity of the Chinese Air Force to improve the performance of their most sophisticated warplanes that they may one day unleash against the Australian Defence Forces. The research team at the Australian Research Council that put the proposal for this joint venture together included Professor Kiao Shi Zhang. He holds the chair of nanotechnology at the University of Adelaide. More disturbingly, he also holds numerous appointments in communist China, including as a visiting professor at the Beijing University of Chemical Technology College of Chemical Engineering. That college hosts what's called a state key laboratory. The laboratory has worked on up to 34 national communist Chinese defence military industrial projects. In Matthew 6.24, Jesus told us that no man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Or in this case, you cannot serve both Australia and the Chinese Communist Party. Deep down, things don't change. Jesus got that right. Professor Kiao Zhizang and other academics behind this project with Australia are all researchers serving the People's Liberation Army. And amazingly, these same loyal scientists working for Communist China are people who are receiving funding for military-related research from the Australian government through the Australian Research Council. 
This research is helping to enhance the effectiveness of China's military aircraft. <laughs> Staggering. The Chinese Communist Party has embarked on a deliberate state-sponsored project to circumvent the costs of research and leapfrog to the front by leveraging the creativity of other nations. Creativity is not the usual outcome of communism. Expert James McGregor reported to the US Chamber of Commerce that China's high-tech research plan is a blueprint for technology theft on a scale the world has never seen before. This is just one of the projects that the Australian Research Council has funded with China. Are we nuts? Do you want to hear what's going to happen in the next world war? How it's going to play out? I'll tell you in a minute. The novel Ghost Fleet by Peter Singer and August Cole tells the story of the next world war, where China defeats and occupies the United States of America because of China's superior cyber capabilities that let it cripple America's satellite systems and computer networks. Intelligence networks tell us that foreign governments, undoubtedly the Chinese Communist government, are already planting malware in countries that they expect they could be at war with in the future. Australia might be a tiny country, but a tiny country that is extremely capable at and sophisticated in cyber warfare could wreak havoc on communist China in a skillful cyber attack. In 2016, the Australian government announced a new cyber security strategy to protect Australia from cyber threats. The government was on a winner with this and it didn't take long before the reality of this threat was bluntly commented on by the Australian government. In October 2021, Liberal Senator James Patterson, the head of the Parliamentary Committee on Intelligence and Security, said that China's foreign interference by way of cyber attacks was the biggest danger to Australia's way of life. The Senator said that economic coercion has not worked as well against us as China may have hoped, but cyber attacks emanating from China against government entities and critical infrastructure providers is absolutely relentless. There's much more we need to do to harden ourselves against these incursions. Australia's military requirements for cyber experts started off immediately in 2017 with 100 personnel. Our military wants, needs, to have that number ratcheted up to 900 by 2027. The head of the Cyber Warfare Unit will hold a rank similar to the heads of the traditional services of the Australian Defence Forces, the Army, the Navy and the Air Force. Deakin University at Geelong runs one of Australia's few programs for undergraduates and graduates that specialise in cyber security. Many of the graduates from that university are expected to end up in the Australian Defence Forces Cyber Security Division. The university's Centre for Cyber Security Research and Innovation works with industry and government through collaborative research projects to provide protection from major cyber security threats. This cyber centre is dominated by researchers of Chinese ethnicity. 
of the 10 academic staff, six, including the centre's director, Professor Yang Zhang, are from China. Professor Yang Zhang is closely connected to the Zhidian University in communist China. Zhidian University, in turn, is closely connected to the People's Liberation Army. It is one of communist China's top computer science and cryptography institutions, and it has recently opened up a school of cyber engineering. In May 2017, Professor Yang Jiang received a Shangjiang Scholar Award from the Chinese Communist government. The scholarship award also comes with a position as professor at Zhidian University. The cyber centre at Deakin University, in a breathtaking lack of self-awareness, boasts about that scholarship and professorship of Professor Yang Jiang at Zhidian University. It describes this recognition as a boost for cybersecurity collaboration. During World War II, collaborating with the enemy was a crime for which you would be stood up against a wall and be shot by a firing squad. Boasting about it to all and sundry was not something that a collaborator would sensibly do. The Deakin University Cyber Centre has what it calls a Friend Lab, which is the cyber security lab at the Australian Defence Force Academy. The Australian Defence Force Cyber Security Lab is run by Professor Hu Jiangkun. So the top two labs working on cyber security for Australia against communist China are headed up by Chinese. The Australian Defence Force Academy is the premier Australian cyber security training tertiary institution. A large proportion of Australia's cyber war warriors going into the distant future, God willing, will be trained there. The Australian Defence Force Academy offers a master's degree in cyber security, strategy and diplomacy, and another in cyber security, advanced tradecraft. It also hosts the Australian Centre for Cyber Security which offers doctorates to senior personnel, including to people in the Australian Defence Forces. If there's any establishment that the Chinese Communist Party wants to infiltrate, this would pretty much have to be numero uno on their list. Incredibly, and for some years now, China has sent students to enrol in these PhD cyber security courses, at the Australian Defence Force Academy. While studying there, the Chinese students from Communist China have access to the computer systems and, importantly, they get the opportunity to rub shoulders with and to get close to Australian future leaders in cyber warfare. In any event, as I said, Professor Hu Jiankun is the head professor of cyber security at the Australian Defence Force Academy. In 2015, he paid tribute at the Chinese embassy to Chinese scholarship students when he said their awards encouraged them to return to China to work or to serve the country. That's communist China. Through many channels. 
Professor Hu has worked with experts from the Communist Chinese Ministry of Public Security and State Key Laboratory of Cryptology in Beijing. He has also published many papers with researchers at Harbin Institute of Technology and Bihang University, both of which have been ranked in the top five most secretive and mysterious research universities in China. That worries me, but apparently not anyone responsible for Australia's security. To me, this looks absolutely terrible, but I'm sure things aren't that bad. Let me tell you a few more things that might put you at ease, that will demonstrate to you that Australia only looks like it's doing nothing to keep its cyber security secrets safe from communist China. The Australian Defence Force Academy is a campus of the University of New South Wales. Clive Hamilton, in his book, Silent Invasion, China's Influence in Australia, says that when he was visiting the Australian Defence Force Academy in Canberra, which adjoins the Australian Royal Military College, Duntroon, there was a group of communist Chinese men wandering around the campus taking photos. There was no security visible on the campus. That doesn't seem good. Then there's the fact that the company that has the cleaning contract for the Australian Defence Force Academy, emptying waste paper baskets, etc., is staffed by people of Chinese ethnicity. The Australian Defence Force Academy campus also has a branch of the Chinese Students and Scholars Association. I've talked about that association in an earlier program. In other parts of the West, that association has been accused of spying for the Chinese Communist Party. There's no reason to imagine it's not doing the same in Australia and on the Australian Defence Force Academy's campus. In his book, China Espionage Dynasty, by James Scott and Daniel Spaniel, (laughs) Daniel Spaniel, uh, the authors claim that Chinese graduate students working in science and technology labs, may be installing malware onto the university's systems and network by plugging in infected USBs. This idea seems highly probable to me and is the same idea used in the work of fiction about the next world war, Ghost Fleet, by cyber warfare experts Peter Singer and August Cole. The FBI has warned that Chinese agents also try to win over professors and other important research staff at key institutions, including ones who aren't Chinese ethnics. There are many ways that foreign governments recruit spies out of people in other countries. Money, women, the most popular ways. We've all seen spy movies. And then you start stealing secrets. In 2016, the U.S. State Department talked about barring foreign students, clearly referring mainly to Chinese students, from research projects and classes covering areas such as defense technologies, energy engineering, and aerospace. Clive Hamilton says that as far as he can tell, the Australian Defense Force Academy is unaware of any of these things happening in the real free world that the Chinese Communist Party is already covertly invading. In Australia, the Defence Science and Technology Group, DST, 
is the premier Australian government organisation in charge of developing advanced science and technology for Australia's armed forces. The secrets and science that they and the CSIRO have are amongst the top targets for the Chinese Communist Party to get their hands on in Australia. The DST partners with a number of universities, including the University of Technology, Sydney. The University of Technology, Sydney, Clive Hamilton identifies as the most compromised university in Australia in its dealings with the Chinese Communist Party. And get this, now the New South Wales government has worked with the Defence Science and Technology Group to establish a Defence Science Institute, which will be based at, and you don't have to be a genius to guess what I'm about to say, the University of Technology Sydney campus. As I said, the most compromised campus to the Chinese Communist Party in Australia. The New South Wales government wants this to become the hub for Australian defence science research. The Defence Science and Technology Group says all of its work is carried out in such mixed projects only at the very early stages. When a more advanced level is reached in the research, it's then taken in-house. But the book, Spy Schools by Daniel Golden, says that a foreign government will grab science at this stage before it's evaluated as being at the level of a secret. From what I've been able to find out, Australia's efforts at defending the country against its most dangerous foreign adversary, communist China, since Japan swept through the Pacific in 1941 to 1942, appear laughable. Worse than that, terrifying. In my next program, I'll talk about the world's high-tech company, social media, and see how the Chinese Communist Party is infiltrating them. Everything you learn about what communist China is up to is frightening. I'm frightened. You should be frightened too. Thanks for joining me, Paul, in the Danger Zone. If you liked this program, you'll definitely like my other program, crazily named CYKIAE. Listen to it and find out what the hell I'm talking about.